Hey. Progress. Look at God. Okay. Won't he do it? Hey. Said he would. Hey. <laughs> I'm just yeah. Especially when it's out of the norm. So, you know, we got a little small win right there. Yes. Shout out to... Um, no, word. Shout out to small wins. <laughs> Shout out to small wins. Yeah. No, yes. Small mm-hmm. goals lead to big goals. Yes. So we are a month in. How's everybody feeling so far? Great. I think I'm we excited. got a good thing going. <laughs> yes. Excited. Excited. So, Jasmine, okay. go into All the right. pot. Let's see what's brewing. Ooh, okay. This is the great debate, y'all. Kinky versus straight. Kinky versus straight. Yes. So, I mean, I think most little black girls <laughs> can remember getting their first perm or relax or whatever you want to call it. I usually call it a perm. But I can remember sitting in that chair, not knowing what the heck is about to happen to me. Um... That burning sensation, <laughs> because you sitting in the chair and they're like, "Are you okay? You okay? I'm okay. I'm okay." Because you want your hair to be as straight as possible, mm-hmm. so you just taking that burn, having all these you know scabs in your head, exactly at the end of it. But when it's all said and done, just to be able to run your fingers through your hair, okay, and have that straight, silky bounce, look, like there's nothing better than that. <laughs> and but you know but, that's the thing. To get straight hair when you have, you know, natural kinks and curls, you don't just have to use a relaxer. I used to get the hot comb. Oh, Lord. Sitting in the kitchen with <laughs> the hot comb. Listen, on that net. On the stove. Listen. <laughs> My mom got the Saturday morning, you know there. what it was. Listen. She got the Vaseline. Mm-hmm. Blue magic. Oh, Easter. Girl, Easter I coming up. Hear. I already knew what's about to happen. Listen, I can hear the burning. The don't, crackling don't even. With, the, with the blow on the <laughs> neck. Like, oh. <laughs> Bruh, telling me to hold my ears? Why do I hold my ears? Why do I hold my ears, bro? Yet. I ain't burnt <laughs> I'm like, mom, you burnt me. She goes like, oh, that's just the steam. The that's steam. You just fill it up with the heat. Oh <laughs> like gosh. soldier boy. The steam? <laughs> <laughs> what? But, but honestly, y'all, let's think about this. When a parent... When a parent tells you, mm-hmm. we want you to have, quote, unquote, good hair. Y'all remember, who was it? Chris Rock that did the movie. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that documentary was really good, too. Yeah, it was. And I, I didn't see it. I ain't going to lie. But oh, just, my God. She's dropping, she dropping names when <laughs> you see the movie. But, <laughs> I mean, but, but that is that was our reality back then. We want you to have good hair versus yeah. nappy or bad hair. It's like well, who says that this is good and who says this is bad, you know? And it's not yeah. fair for a child to not be able to make a decision about something that's on their head about, what you know, whether they want it to be in its natural state or not. So, 
Well, that's the thing, too. Like, I can remember um, my grandma actually telling me as a child, or not even just really telling me, but saying things like, oh, your hair is going to look so pretty when it's straight. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, long hair is so cute, you know? It was almost like, I don't know, this generation, this generation is just privy to a whole bunch of different types of things. But when I was a kid, I don't even remember even hearing the term natural. It just kind of wasn't a thing. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. your hair got to get done. Like, yeah. that's, <laughs> you're like, you're not natural, afro, your hair got to get done. It wasn't even natural. It was afro or a perm. <laughs> And or then, cherry. Oh, that's your Just follow the drip, honey. Yes. <laughs> and the term nappy was used a lot. Like, like I gotta, I gotta like comb out insult. these naps. Mm. You the know, kitchen. Gotta, that, look, the kitchen. Exactly. Gotta get the kitchen. Beady beads. Have you ever? Yes. Right. <laughs> like, little peasy head, little boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, but, but like. But that's the thing. Why, why is our natural texture attributed to negative connotations and straight and silky is positive? Well, we already know because we live in a society that was whitewashed, oops, whitewashed, founded <laughs> on um, European and Western quote unquote standards. You yeah, know, we, we know where this comes from. But yeah, then at the right. end of the so, day, it's like, do you do you still have mentally like do you still have those times where you're like uh, honestly her hair looks really cute not realizing that your preference or your you have some kind of preference over straight hair versus natural yeah I mean I think every natural has those days where they're like oh lord I just want to put a perm in or oh you know I'm tired of my natural hair but Honey, to be relaxed in the black community I'm no longer like, natural oh, for real <laughs> I'm is it because of the work or because of the yes. look? I don't think because it's the, the work. Longer, I don't the think long, it's the work. To me, it is, girl. The longer it gets, the more work it is. The longer wash day is, you know, the, the more product. <laughs> For detangle, that you put yeah. In your <laughs> but I believe. So, go ahead. I, I think, um, I mean, we all have our days where we're like, oh, I just want it to be straight, but yeah, it's easier. It's, Right, it's nice to still be able to take off that wig or take out that track or take out those braids and come back to my my natural curl. So, I know for me, it took me a while to kind of get out. Which honestly, I still struggle with this sometimes. Where I have like this this thought about my natural hair, and I've. I don't know if you guys understand, like, how this feels, but, like, when you're trying to force yourself to like it. Yeah, I've been there. You know what I, you know what I mean? <laughs> definitely it's like, been there. I'm like, am like, no, girl, you look cute. Like, them curls is pop. Like, you, like, giving myself a pep talk, trying mm-hmm. to convince, low-key convince myself that this is cute. As But if I go get to my little Dominican salon and get a... Blowout. Blow I'm like, oh, girl, yes. Look, Look at, at that hang time. <laughs> right? And you just, I it's think just different. I think a lot of it is that we compare our hair texture and curl pattern to other people. Um, so if it's not like a looser curl pattern or a silkier curl pattern, if it's too kinky, then we feel like it's not right or it's not good. But that's the reason why, you know, we have, what, the 4C, 3A. You know, mm. there's we, we have a, a spectrum of our hair types. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It's just different. 
Easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. And don't Trust you notice how, like, <laughs> I know. these different natural curl styles have different vibes? Like, I know, like, <laughs> when, <laughs> like, sometimes if I'm just doing my fro, like, I'm just having it, like, out, that's a whole different vibe than if I have my two puffs. Mm-hmm. Which is a whole different vibe than if I have my twist out. You know what I mean? Or your wash and go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like you can do more with your hair when it is um natural. Like I do feel like the styles, again, like you said, Am, like once you become more comfortable with it, the styles, you come you become creative with your natural hair because you want it to fit the way you want it to look. Exactly. So I totally understand that part. I, I know that it may take a like a lot of time. For your hair to like get the way you want it to be, but mm-hmm. it is so much cuter, like some of the cute, just different creative styles that you can see. And but it's time consuming. It is time consuming. Mm-hmm. And um so just, do you guys feel like um, you know, making that hair appointment every what two weeks <laughs> on the dot to get to keep to maintain the the straight? And then making your hair appointment every six to eight weeks to get the perm again. Do you feel like it was an addiction, like a habit, um, something that we were scrounging up money to make sure we had it so that we could get this done because we didn't want our hair to revert? I personally, well, I've been natural since, what, I think I'm going on four years now, right? Since I since our old apartment, I think that's when I went. Matter of fact, yeah. So I'm going on four four and a half years, mm-hmm. and so I was doing blowouts, relaxers, pretty much my entire teenage career, right? And I know that when I didn't have money, I was right in that bathroom with my flat iron, trying to <laughs> wrapping my hair, sleeping on my chin, making sure I didn't mess my hair up. Wrapping my, <laughs> I was doing all the tricks in the book because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, if I'm not going to, if I don't have the money to pay to get it done and keep it up, then I'm going to do anything I can, like spending hours. Like, it was a process. But mm-hmm. I think that comes from being insecure about what your hair looks like when it's not that way. And, mm-hmm. and I know that I felt at my best when my hair was straight. And just think about what you just said, being insecure about the way your hair looks. That's mm-hmm. deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, I feel like it's a generational curse. Yep. And, and you have to break it at some point because you don't want your child, your beautiful little girl or boy, because, you know, boys can have long hair. Yeah. You don't want your beautiful child to feel like they're less than or they're ugly because... They have naturally kinky, curly hair. Right. And I feel like for, and I understand what you're saying, Jazz. Um, I feel like, I definitely think it's a generational thing because like you guys said in the beginning, we were brought up that way. It was like, exactly. keep your hair straight. Don't get your hair wet. You can't do this. You can't do that mm-hmm. with your hair. You better not sweat it out too much. You're going to need to touch <laughs> exactly. up. Exactly. Like, it's so much mm-hmm. that comes with it. So I definitely understand when it comes to that part. But... Confession alert, <laughs> I, <laughs> after, ooh, what, 2012 up until this year, actually, so what's that, almost seven years, I was natural for almost six years, seven years, completely natural, cut it all off, let it grow out, cut it mm-hmm. again, and it wasn't growing, got it blown out, did the mm-hmm. cute style, did the conditioning, did the deep this, did the deep that, yeah. and it still would not grow. So I did research. I looked it up, looked up all the different stuff that works for myself. And I don't think that it's more or less the fact of 
you not being secure with yourself. I think it's just the fact of you being secure with yourself. I feel like a lot of people originally went natural for a trend and then reverted back. You know what I mean? Whereas though for myself, I put like my heart and soul into it. Like I really, I think me and Jazz had a conversation one time. She was like, you're the worst natural I know. Cause you're using the wrong comb. You're using the wrong. I'm like, listen, I don't want the dag on target. This is $60 on four products. Yeah. I can go right over here to the Chinese store, to the dollar store. Give me some grease, some shampoo and keep it pushing. If I got me a perm, you know what I mean? So it's just like, even the whole financial gain, like it's definitely an investment. It's definitely time. And even people which with relaxers, if you don't maintain that relaxer, your hair is going to break off. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's just that exactly. balance. Like, whether you have a relaxer, whether you're natural, you have to still invest that time into getting your hair the way you want it to get. And the fact that we put us as women, mainly as black women, like you said, there are crowns. We put so much into our hair. That's why we wear the different kind of weaves and the different kind of colors and stuff like that is because we use that as our hair as an accessory tip for us. Not mm-hmm. just Always. something that comes out of our head. You know what I mean? Like, even people who are bald, even people that shave their head bald, honey, that's still an it's accessory. It's a statement, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it means something. It's, cra- it's crazy the the amount of attention that we literally put to hair to the point where, <laughs> what did my grandma tell me? You could tell that I have like this <laughs> hair thing with my grandmother. But um, to the point where my grandmother told me that a woman's hair is so important that there's a story in the Bible mm-hmm. about her glory regarding a woman's glory. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Yeah. But that is crazy when and we Samson. think about how deep. No, he not goes. Samson. Not Samson. Well, no, I'm just saying but, yeah. Samson too. His strength was in his, was hair, in his hair. So exactly. So if they're attributing stuff like that to hair, it's like. But that's just. Dang. But that's the reason why a lot of them back in the day went, and I'm gonna say back in the day, but a lot of them went and did perms and a lot of them went and straightened their hair because you're looked at as you're looked at as having when you had your hair silky and straight because you didn't want to be identified unfortunately as back again a lot of this happened like when our grandmothers were involved um growing up you didn't you wanted to seem as proper as possible as not as hoodlum as possible as not as the nappy little girls that they were portraying on tv they were doing the black face and all that stuff about you wanted to be that proper young lady with the silk hair so they kind of went away from their roots and straighten their hair out and but, disconnect yourself from yes. that image mm-hmm. from our heritage and our culture so using that it definitely makes you think like um this is why i think like even now why we put so much emphasis and so much energy into our hair because this is what has been un- again all of the stuff that has been embedded in us since we were kids we're mm-hmm. like you said, we're little girls. I was a tomboy growing up. Girl, you better not get now nair stitch of dirt in your hair after you get a perm because your hair can't get washed in so many hours. So it's Okay. Just, listen, it's like it was just the worst. So it, we don't it, we didn't we weren't allowed to be ourselves because we were so afraid of what people would say about us. Even working in corporate America, you need to know how to maintain <laughs> your hair. Like what is maintaining mm-hmm. your hair? So You know what? I'm a, I'm a sidetrack us for a little quick side again a little quick sidetrack right so as a kid or even a teenager or whatever how many times in a week a month like how often was your wash routine weekly I feel like either yeah. every week or every two weeks definitely every week it, it, either <laughs> a week or every two weeks 
But even with that, my hair was down my back because my mom maintained it. And that's the thing, too. Like, I can remember being a kid, and we're talking about hair. Like, why are we talking about hair in school? But we're talking about hair in school, and, like, all the black girls are like, oh, yeah, I get my hair washed once a week or every other week, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then when I, as an adult, being natural, I'm like, oh, yeah, I co-wash maybe every three days. So I should go. Mm-hmm. Then I do my thing. Like, I found that we were literally making hygiene decisions. We're making, like, <laughs> I'm not about to go to this swimming party because I'm not going to get my hair wet. Like, yep. we're wearing scarves bed, sleeping some deeper type of way to make sure I don't mess my hair. Like, we're making... Bobby pins all up. Like, girl, I had, like, indents in my scalp from the bobby pins being so tight and put ro- like you know? we're making life choices on a daily basis about surrounded hair. from by our hair that is crazy yeah mm-hmm. and you're a little kid and this is just normal like oh yeah i'm six years old but i know i better not get my hair wet or <laughs> if it's raining <laughs> can i get a trash bag so I can Girl, put on right. my hair and then get my umbrella and put my hoodie on. Listen, and you better not put too much water <laughs> close to that hair because it gets steam and that'd be roots, honey. And you better not mm-hmm. be sweating in your sleep before your ne- for your roots be all nappy. Put that fan up on you. Listen. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. These are the things that we value in America. You know, like as many issues as going on in this country. We are worried about hair. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know how many times y'all have gotten this, but, you know, when people just come up and they want to put their hands in your Pet hair. you like you a puppy. Oh, but, <laughs> like, um, I'm not a dog. Don't touch. And like, I'm you, a grown woman. Ask for per- exactly. <laughs> ask for permission. I'm going to tell you no, but I would appreciate if you ask for permission. But please don't touch my hair. Like, why so is it that the don't, Listen, don't touch my hair, boo. <laughs> Like, 2019, we're still having this conversation with people. Right. I don't understand. To the mm-hmm. point where people are making songs about it. Listen. Come on. Still. But. Still. I understand why we're so, like, as a community are so focused on it. It's because our society is as well. There was mm-hmm. how many stories of news anchors being fired or written up or forced to straighten or relax their hair. There was that wrestler um, oh, yeah. that was basically embarrassed, like, forced to get his hair, his dreadlocks cut, cut. off mm-hmm. at the tournament or whatever, the wrestling match, whatever it was, before he could mm-hmm. even complete the competition. Right. Like, it's... It, we're we're not the ones perpetuating this. Kids alone. suspended from school and everything because it's not properly maintained. Braids are not considered. Yes. <laughs> braids are not considered well groomed. Okay. Okay. And, and, and oh yeah, crazy. like that school that said the that braids were outside of the dress code. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. what what last year, two years ago, a couple years ago, what women were finally allowed to have their natural hair in the military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's just our communities that are obsessing over this. It's our society that is putting this, you know, this spotlight on black hair specifically. Like, we're being targeted specifically 
for how our hair texture is different from everyone else's. But that's just, I feel like, it, again, it goes all the way back to, and I know I don't always want to kind of go back to the beginning, but it's just like slavery. Like, mm-hmm. when we sit back and think about it, oh, if you have a better curl pattern than nine times out of ten, that means that your master's child. You're so mixed. You, exactly. Mm-hmm. So if you're his child, you Mulatto. get treated better. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting treated better. You don't have to worry right. about if somebody says something about you, you don't have to worry about if not really saying something about you, but you're looked at as being as a higher class. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. still sad that that's the kind of stuff that people look at to this day. You're not the one where, oh, you have what they call them, the Sealy braids, the Antimama braids. You know what I mean? Like the nappy. And <laughs> it's based off of, like you said, it's our hair texture. And mm-hmm. that's how they kind of bounce it out with your class. So it it equals out to that. Like it makes the same, it makes the same. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, impact, y'all. I, yeah. yeah, same impact. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you guys feel about, um, you know, when you, you see white people with dreads? Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Honestly, because that that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that's, that's something totally that's different. Cultural appropriation, but. At the same time, it's like y'all come at us for having kinky, nasty, whatever hair, but then you purposely do this to your hair to make it look like ours. You know what? Um, I just had this um, conversation with PJ the other day, too. And mm-hmm. APJ. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I, it doesn't, so it's weird. Because I also, I, I think, yeah, and I sent y'all this where it was like those Asian boys and they were getting their hair done in all these types of ways, but it was like, bro, you have a whole real afro now. Like, they didn't completely change the texture of your hair. I don't really have a problem with white people having black styles. Surprisingly, I don't have a problem with that. Well, what is really a black style, though? That's what <laughs> I was I mean. gonna say. Like, mm-hmm. we, we, I think that's the not really saying the problem because we definitely, it's a lot of stuff that we want to be able to keep for ourselves and our own culture but yeah that's just like you're talking black like what is really what is mm-hmm. black is it an urban hairstyle mm-hmm. or you know what i mean so, like is it you know like really what is a black hairstyle? yeah for me i associate black hairstyles with styles that can only be achieved with the texture of hair that we grow because it's like mm-hmm. even though you can see white people that have that really curly hair it is not the same as black hair like, the texture is just different. And I think that the styles that can specifically be achieved with and are often per- achieved and portrayed as on black scalps. <laughs> I associate that scalps. with black heads. You know what I mean? Scalps. Okay. So, as, like, even with the, the um, which I don't even like to call them dreads, like, even with the locks thing. Locks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, locks. that's the appropriate term. Yeah, like, even locks, with, yeah. yeah, even with locks. Like, when you see, like, and most of the time, the white people that you see with locks are, like, these hippie surfers. Mm-hmm. Like, they got their crystals <laughs> and everything. They tie-dye mm-hmm. shirts. Like, go ahead. Go ahead, Brad. You can wear your, your locks. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Brad. Like, Brad. Brad. Like, you know, just... Rad bread. <laughs> like, do your thing. That doesn't bother me. But, um, and this is more like cultural appropriation conversation. I'm more bothered when they... Mm-hmm. I'm more bothered with the Katy Perrys and the Taylor Swifts when they try to act, all, <laughs> act out. That's what bothers me. 
But like and then when try I try to like, label it something else. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like you, like you know what you're trying to promote right now. Like stop. Right. Like you know you're projecting a stereotypical version of a black person, and I do not like right. that. Yeah. But you can mm-hmm. tell when it's just white people, white people that um, <laughs> have those, yeah, I feel you like know, it's like okay, they they like it. I feel I feel that. Like, I feel that. But you know what I hate, though? But, okay, so hold on. So, oh with that God. being said, what's the difference? And we can definitely, this would be a topic in itself as well. But what's the difference between a Hispanic girl wearing cornrows compared to a white girl wearing cornrows? Like, we already know they supposedly, Kim Kardashian, she's not white, but mm-hmm. she wore cornrows and it was a big problem. Didn't she call them boxer briefs? That, boxer that, 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 that was the issue. That was the issue. She didn't because, know what she was talking about. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, Kim is freaking Armenian. Yeah. Like, girl, mm-hmm. you not, you, no, no, no. Like, you of color, too. Even though you don't like yeah. to, to fess up yep. to it or acknowledge it, you are of color. So let's, mm-hmm. let's stop. But um, that's, that's just a little side note regarding Kim. But, like, as, as <laughs> far as, like, Kim. the cornrows, because I don't have an issue with white people having black hairstyles anyway, it doesn't really bother me. But I think that what a lot of people feel why Hispanics, Latinas, stuff like that can wear ethnic styles is at the end of the day, they get mistreated just like we do. Mm-hmm. Maybe not on the same extent. I don't really know. I can't speak on their discrimination. But I do know that if we all go into a fountain back in the 60s, they're going to be on the color <laughs> side just they like sure us. They are. they yep. minorities just like us. So, I mean, yep. I don't care about that. But mm-hmm. that's just like Latinas and Spanish people using the N-word. Like, Ooh, girl, that's, a that's a whole other story. People, you know, yeah. they don't get condemned for it like white people do. Right. I mean, Cardi B done had a good three, four, five, six, I don't know how many singles using it, but if mm-hmm. Katy Perry did, it would be a different <laughs> conversation. Katy or Britney. Listen, so, I, you know, not even saying it like that, but even like you just said, Kim Kardashian, she's considered brown. So if Kim said it, you know what I mean? Well, she should be considered brown, but she act like she don't be considering herself brown. Because she call her mm-hmm. kids, what, whatever she call her kids, I don't know. But she, brown I never see her. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because is that what she said? Yeah, because of Kanye. But like, my brown babies, girl. Her one sibling that has the white husband. Which one is that? Courtney? Um, Courtney, yes. Chloe, honey, the rest of them, like, they like dark meat, honey. Yeah, they don't, <laughs> she don't call her kids brown. The rest of them like dark meat. Courtney's the only one she's like, nope. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> and still, according to some of the select, let me, we're gonna lead that as a different discussion as well. <laughs> Okay, honey. But just reeling it <laughs> back in with the hair specifically. Mm-hmm. So aside from the whole social context of the of the hair, because that I feel like that specifically for our community is very deep. Mm-hmm. I used to think before I actually went natural that being natural was more work. Uh-huh. I always was like, oh, I don't want to be natural. It looks like too much work, like too much hassle. I'd rather just get my relaxers and go. But mm-hmm. after being natural, I'm like, what? I could just wash and go. Like, that's a thing. <laughs> Although it's not that simple. Not at all. <laughs> like, I could not, but it, it, it lasts. I could throw it, this it, it in a puff last. and go out the house. Right. Honey. Right. Like a protective as style. Like you can throw it in a puff and go out the house as long as it's not too hot, too cold. Listen, you got to. Right. 
No, but I but definitely you... think that being natural is more low maintenance than when I was relaxed. Yeah, I do too. Because like you said, like I said, it's a ritual. You have to have a schedule. Mm -hmm. If you miss that six to eight weeks, honey, you right back here in the motherland with us. Or if you get so, anything wet, <laughs> what you gonna exactly. do? Exactly, you right back you there You gotta flat iron it every day until the six weeks is up. Exactly. So I think you, you pick and choose your battles. You know what I mean? I mean, I can go from straight to, to curly in, in two seconds flat, and I like the versatility. I think you said that earlier, Am. I feel like you have more versatility when you are natural because you can revert back to your natural curl. You yeah. can straighten that joint for a good two weeks and be flowing it like with everybody else, but then if I want to put a little water on there, listen, the curls is here, honey. And, and the funny part is when I have my protective styles in, I miss my curls after like yeah. a year or two. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't wait to take my hair out because I want to see my hair. So it's like, oh, you, you know, you darn if you do, you darn if you don't. Attitude. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> better relax. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel you. But I don't know. So, so what? What are you going to tell your daughters, <laughs> your future daughters? You know, are you going to sit them in that salon chair as soon as they're old? No, no, absolutely not. No, okay. I feel like it's just like honestly, I feel like it's it's like which is funny that we can too. both say no so yes. fast. Like <laughs> right. I feel like it should be a decision that they want to make. And even if she's like, I want my hair to be straight because I've heard a lot of kids say I want my hair to be straight. Okay, mm -hmm. well this is what we can do. We don't have to. And maybe, and again, you want to be, you want to be as pro what does it say, pro-natural for a child, definitely, because they're still trying yeah. to learn themselves. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's my biggest thing. But you also want them to be okay with it, and you also don't want them to be... Because we know kids are mean, and they will tease you. Okay. So we definitely want to instill the confidence in our daughters at a young age that, yes, honey, if I want to rock my puffs, I'm rocking my puffs. If I don't rock my fro, rock listen. With my <laughs> if I want to rock okay. my fro, I'm going to rock my fro. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, also, you want to make sure that you don't put as far as like, okay, we can straighten your hair one time just again to keep that maintenance going and to check your length and everything like that for your trims and everything like that. But you don't want to make it a habit because then you're going to put heat damage. You don't want to put too much manipulation on a child's hair, period. I think they should wait at least, at least until they're in their late teens to decide what they want to do with their hair. Because I know absolutely when I was old enough, 13, 14, after getting that perm, now I want to straighten my own hair, burning off bangs, cutting off bangs, mm -hmm. hair off. <laughs> Listen, and if you just mess up your own, you just mess your hair up. So I definitely, I don't think it's the whole salon aspect of just having their hair straightened, but educating them how to maintain their hair, period. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we don't have is is hair literacy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hair knowledge, you know, the, the tools and knowledge to know how to take care of our hair, whether it's relaxed or natural. I think that's the key. You know, whichever one you choose, mm -hmm. just make sure you know how to maintain it and keep it healthy. Because I've seen plenty of relaxed girls with hair down their back and, and natural girls with hair down their back. Yeah. But there's a misconception that black girls can't grow their hair. Yes, yeah. Or the only way you can grow it is if it's natural, and that's not necessarily true. That's you know exactly. what I mean. So, so the key is to be if you're gonna go natural, make sure you're going natural for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And if you're gonna be relaxed, be relaxed for the right reasons. So for me, I just I think for me, one, what would be the reason why I would take my child 
to get her hair relaxed or straightened as a little kid. I have none. Like, <laughs> that's my thing. Like, it would only be for shallow reasons that I would do it mm-hmm. at such a young age. And what I don't want is for me to project my ideas of beauty onto mm-hmm. my children. Because I have conversations, even with my younger sister, she's only eight years younger than me. And how her generation views beauty is completely different than the types of things I was getting teased for when I was mm. in school. So it's like, I, I want to make sure that I'm not projecting the same types of mentalities that my grandmother projected on me mm-hmm. throughout our time. You know, throughout my childhood. That's interesting. I, I need to ask my sister because I, I, didn't, I didn't know that there was, you know, major differences. And it's like you said, because we're only eight years apart too. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious to know <laughs> what is the standard of beauty now? Yeah, because it's that's, like that's, cause ooh, you'd be surprised. So yeah. and then even like when I look at these hair styles and Instagram posts, it's like yeah, somebody will have their natural hair, but it's glamoured in a way that it's like okay. When I do my hair in the mirror in the morning, it does not look like that. Mm-hmm, honey. <laughs> so it's like, um, it's like we're constantly trying to fulfill this idea of what we think hair beauty in general should look like, whether you're doing it straight or, or natural. Because even when I was in high school, straightening my hair, if it didn't straight, or you know when you go to the hair salon and you'd be like, oh yeah, I'm about to get it layered and all that, mm-hmm. and you come out looking like a grandma. Because they didn't curled it too much, bumped it too high. <laughs> so it's like, dang, I can't win. It's straight, but it's still not the right style that I'm looking for. And I think that has nothing to do with the, the texture and everything to do with, again, the back stylist. to the securities, <laughs> the insecurities. Yeah. And the stylus. <laughs> the stylus. But the honestly, technique. you know, like, now, curls, curls is popping. Like, back in the day, it was the bob. Yeah. Only the tips were bumped, yep, you know? Exactly. And it, was, it had flow. But then when I did it at home, it was too much grease, so it was real greasy mm-hmm. and yeah. stiff. And so when you go to the Dominican, <laughs> yes, when you go to the Dominicans, you got bounce, you got body. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, dang, I gotta pay this woman. I think he, what twenty five, thirty dollars plus tip every two weeks to to achieve this look. Mm-hmm. And then we were going to Dominicans. We wasn't Dominicans. even going to black people to do our <laughs> hair. Yeah. For some reason, Dominicans were just getting it right. Honey. They were. But you know what? But I found out the Dominican place I used to go to... Was burning your hair, honey. And they was putting Girl. perm in they, um... In they and the shampoo. The shampoo, right? oh, yes. 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 Yep. Like, y'all was frauding the whole time. I didn't thought y'all yep. had special hair dryers. No, girl. But meanwhile, y'all done putting back to the relaxer. Mm-hmm. Listen. That's... Yeah. I remember when I first said that. I was like, oh, no. And can you imagine how many people go to Dominicans even when they are natural mm-hmm. just because they want a good blowout? Thinking and that they, they, that's what they're getting? Exactly. Yeah. Girl. Mm. So, Jasmine, you you never said if you would take your future daughter to the salon as a child. Um, I wouldn't. Um, I mean, I've become over the past couple months a product junkie. Mm. Y'all like, okay, so real life <laughs> or what is it? True life. I'm a product junkie. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have bought. It's been times where I've spent $200 oh. or more mm. in a week on hair products. Oh mm. my goodness. So 
and and just to think that like I could have a little girl who I got to share my products with, and I'm <laughs> spending all this money. <laughs> no, she did not, girl. Yes, I think about that stuff. Oh but my god. Honestly, I feel like I don't want because, like I said, it's a generational curse. I don't want to continue this vicious cycle. I yeah. don't want my daughter to think the only way she's pretty is if she has straight hair. Yeah. The only way you're appealing is if you have straight hair. Yeah. If you have kinky hair, you're ugly. Right. No one wants you. You know what I mean? Or so we, we Exactly. Yeah. So we have to, to stop perpetuating that stereotype to our children and let them know you are beautiful just the way you are. And this is how you're, this is how you maintain your beauty. This is how you keep, make sure that your hair is healthy because there's unhealthy naturals, you know, like yep. I'm going through a period right now where I'm ready to cut all this mess off and start over. Um, so the reason why I became this product junkie all of a sudden is because I'm trying to do everything in my power to kind of save my hair before I finally just cut it off again. Mm -hmm. So you get into this vicious cycle of buying things, trying it out, not allowing it to work or, uh, or even seeing if it will work for your hair. And then you get frustrated and you want to cut it. Yep. You know, it, it's a vicious cycle. So, I mean, I, I don't look down on or, you know, I don't feel any type of way about somebody who's just like, you know what, forget this. I'm putting my perm, my text, was it texturizer, relaxer, mm -hmm. whatever in. Because it's days it's when I want to maintain. do that. It is easier, but I don't know. For the record, no, I would not take my child, especially not at seven, because I remember when I could do my just for me perms on my own girl and I was burning the hell out of myself, mm -hmm. okay? Just to make sure these these roots was laid, okay? And scabs <laughs> and I had like yes. a scalp full of scabs. You better not scratch your hair just at least. Think about that. before you even get a perm, honey. Right. Just think about that, y'all. Do you we don't even know what type of products and um, you know chemicals chemicals and stuff it's seeping into our scalp into our follicles what do you think that could is doing to us over all the years that we've been getting perned so just to take this in a different direction right because we can have the natural versus straight conversation all day we can have you know whatever the chemical versus non-chemical but what about the people that just say Natural, straight, it doesn't matter. Hair is just hair. Wear it however you want. This is 2019. How do we feel about I, that? I, I, I'm with it. Yeah, I think yeah, what I mean, makes you happy. Right. Nothing. No, no type, texture, style is better than the next because as soon as you have one style, you're ready to change it in two weeks. I get braids in my hair. I'm ready to take it out and have my hair curly. I have my hair curly. I'm ready to throw a wig on. I, ha I throw on a wig. I'm ready to, you know, do do a wash and go. So our our styles and preference changes so much that it's like, do you, boo? I think we can say the do you, boo, and the it's 2019 when natural hair is being treated with the respect that straight hair gets. And I feel like until then... I have to be natural because I have <laughs> to promote this idea because, like we said, some of the situations that we were just talking about earlier in the episode have just happened in the past 12, 24 months. So it's mm -hmm. like we're, I, we're not yet to the point where being natural is accepted as mainstream. It's still like a trend. It's still something. People are literally still calling it a trend as if this is really? not... 
you know, this is not just another option. They're talking right. about it as if it's like this, what's in right now. Just like being proud of being black. It's like talking about it like as if it's just in right now instead of an epiphany for our overall consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the thing. Like when you just say, oh, well, it's 2019. Boom. No. In 2019, we still have natural hair issues. So when people aren't getting fired for wearing natural hair, then maybe I'll consider straightening my hair again. But until then, I'm fighting that good fight. You know what I'm saying? Natural hair matters. Right. <laughs> like, I'm fighting that good fight. You can get with this, but you can get with that. Okay, so this week's either or is I'm interested to see what you're going to say if you actually think about it. Okay. So, would you rather have your natural black hair or would you prefer to have a hair the hair texture of another ethnicity? Mhm. If you could just naturally like you wake up like out of your head your own hair te- texture or that of a different ethnicity? Mm. I think I will keep my same hair only because I think, like you said to begin with, black hair is a, I feel like it's a, um, not really a statement, but an accessory. Like, it's it's just its own, you know what I mean? Like, people are trying to get their hair to be kinky like ours naturally is. People, yep. people really strive to have it. Yeah, I know some people want their hair straight and silky and maintained. But it's so much manipulation that we can do to our hair in its natural state that other races, other ethnicities can't. So, like, mm-hmm. we can braid our hair without it coming out. We can put it up in a bun. We can put it up in a ponytail. We can do so much more manipulation to our hair to get mm-hmm. the different styles that we desire. Mm-hmm. So I think I, would, I think I would definitely keep my natural hair, my hair texture. Mm. Um, yeah, I would have to agree. I, um... As much as my hair frustrates me on a day-to-day basis, <laughs> I really wouldn't trade it. Um, I mean, I talk about putting a perm in my hair, but I, I don't think I would ever go through with it. Now, would I cut it and maybe start over? Yes, because I feel like it's it's lib- it's something liberating and being able to have no hair on your head and still feel beautiful. Yep. Um, but I feel like my hair texture is my identity. It's who I am. It's who my ancestors were. Um, it, it says a lot about me, whether it's straight, whether it's kinky, whether it's um, braided, you know, it, it, it says a lot about me. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Hmm. Well, I'm going to have to change mine because <laughs> I, although I love my hair and I think, thank God for having the opportunity to be part of the struggle of natural black hair in the mm-hmm. black image. I would choose Puerto Rican hair because they hair just be curling and it just be puffy <laughs> and long. And it, even when it's messy, it's still cool. <laughs> and they can do everything we can do. And I, I would, that's what I would choose. <laughs> Why your voice gets so high, Am? I'm, I mean, <laughs> because I feel like I'm selling out, but mm. honestly, I'm being honest. 
That's okay. Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> like, they, they be having their cornrows, they box braids. I'm trying to be like that. <laughs> so if I want to get my box braids in, I can. But if I just want to just put that joint in a ponytail and it be curly and big, then boom. Mm-hmm. Now, now it had the question been, would you change your, your hair texture or type, curl type? That's something different. I wish my curls were more popping. Would I, would I not want kinky hair anymore? No, I, I don't mind the kinkiness. But I just wish, like, all my curls were the same. My curls are looser in the front. They're tighter in the back. Yeah. When I do, you know, when, when I do wash and goes, the front look like I ain't put no product on it, even though I put a whole jar of gel on it. So, I mean, what, what I want sis to be a little bit more, um, you know, curly or, you know, a little little um, softer, of course. But I'm going to stick with her. We 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 chilling right now. I'm going to give her till June to get her, her, her life together. I feel that. But, <laughs> but no, I, I wouldn't treat it. <laughs> So with that being said, we're going to move right on into our allegedly segment. Allegedly. And, mm. um, really, <laughs> and this is more or less an, an alleged factual kind of situation, but we're just going to get you ladies um, your input about it. So last year, um, Shea Moisture was a big thing going on. Actually, it's been maybe about two years ago now mm-hmm. when they had dropped a commercial and their commercial was basically stating that about women who hate their hair and how to love your hair. And it went from being, just like Amber just said, more like a Hispanic girl with curly, wavy hair. And then it transfers over to white girls with silky, long hair and how they're empowering their hair and everything like that. And we all know being natural and dealing with, like, the natural community and everything like that, Mm -hmm. Shea Moisture is a big product that a lot Mm -hmm. of naturals use. Mm -hmm. So... I'm like, at one point, everyone was allegedly like, oh, let's cancel Shea Moisture because now they're, they're, <laughs> we they're quit. not going to basically. Y'all about to say, yeah. we quit to cancel stuff. And that's like, are we like, allowed to wear H&M yet? Or, <laughs> we, I, I don't think so. Not, not yet. yet. We're still they, not they with the comment yet. <laughs> but even with that being said, and <laughs> I went back and I looked at the commercial, and it does show where it's white girls is happy and uh, the Hispanic girl, she sees a lighter skin tone, and then at the end of the commercial, it's like the products, and then it's all the dark skin girls who have been supporting Shea Moisture for years, who have been purchasing the products, the beginning. who have mm-hmm. been spending, like Jasmine, $200 worth of products <laughs> over yeah. a time trying to get their hair to grow, trying to be natural, per se. But companies do things like this. Like, how does it really make you ladies feel like when we're putting money into our people's pockets? Because again, Shea Moisture originated from a grandmom yeah. who started off in Sierra Family Leone. Owned business. Yeah. yeah. So my thing is, is like, how does that make us feel as black women knowing that, oh, once they get what they need to get from us, whether us pods constantly then they into a product. And, exactly. <laughs> great, great, great answer, Amber. That's what it feels like. And I think that's what a lot of their customers, again, all of this is allegedly, and I'm allegedly. assuming that they felt like abandoned, like we put all this into you. We actually made your product bigger. This is a lot of word of mouth. You're now trying to market to people who really don't care, who really can't even use half the products because, as, again, as we know, Shea Moisture, if you put a little bit too much on it, you get that buildup. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't do your, I feel like your your customers like that. So I'm just trying to figure out mm-hmm. how you ladies feel. Like, 
is it like what Amber said? Do you feel like they turn their backs on their, uh, well, allegedly turn their backs on their targeted, their targeted, um, or their their customers when they did that? When they decided to make a campaign that was surrounded mainly by Hispanic women and white women. Well, I um, personally didn't stop using Shea Moisture because of that ad. I don't even think I actually saw the ad. I heard about all of this. Um, I stopped using Shea Moisture for a while just because it it wasn't working for my hair. Um, Shea Moisture was the first product I used. Like you said, Key, most baby naturals Mm -hmm. flock to, to Shea Moisture. So that was the first product I ever used. My hair loved it. But as your hair changes the products that you have to use change. Um, so for a while, Shea Moisture just wasn't working anymore. So that was the reason why I kind of stopped. Um, I kind of got back into it recently. Um, but to answer your question, yes, it does make me feel some type of way. Um, I'm not trying to make excuses, but the only thing I can really think of is, you know, because Grandmom is not running it anymore or, may you know, may not be around anymore, um, whoever took over for her, mm-hmm. they are trying to market to whomever is going to get get them some money. You know what I mean? Yeah. They 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 are they're out for the money. It's like a mainstream, no yeah. This, right. It's no longer this. Oh, family-owned business. You know, b- purchase from black people. They just worried about the dollar. So they're going to market to whoever they need to market to to sell that product. Mm-hmm. And it's business. It's not to say that it's right. But that's business, and I and I get it. Right, and I was going to say something similar. Basically, like, what, what sometimes we don't acknowledge is that when these companies that start family-owned really start to blow up, then different people start getting on board. Like, isn't Shea Moisture mm-hmm. owned by Unilever or one of those? Like, mm. they're, they're owned by, they have, mm-hmm. like, a, a company bought them out. And when these companies are buying these, family-owned businesses that were primarily targeted at black people before, now they have a marketing team that is not focused on black people or not focused Mm -hmm. on the original target audience. This is how the marketing departments for all of these big companies see us. They see us as something that they want to correct, and that comes across like just like with everything else that we've written off. Like the H&M advertising mm-hmm. just like all these other brands shame moisture needs to be hit where it hurts that's all i'm saying mm-hmm. there's other black owned companies that we can trans transfer over to exactly yeah you know what though the big brands honestly but i'll i'll tell you one thing am even though i have this um problem with buying products those other brands are expensive as all hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shea Moisture is still reasonably priced, $10.99, $9.99. You get into um, these other brands and you're paying $15 or more for like an eight ounce bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So I, I see a lot of posts because I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. I see a lot of posts and they're like, oh, you know, well, that's too expensive. I'm going to stick to what I know. Yeah. And, and you know, we're willing to, to only pay ten dollars for an item so at that point shea moisture still winning because ain't nobody trying to ain't nobody trying to buy nothing else even i mean kinky curly is, yeah kinky curly is is like reasonable but then you got carol's daughter carol's daughter you know all of these are black owned carol's daughter is great but well, carol's daughter was bought out too wasn't it 
Yeah. A lot of these were bought out by big, big brands. Like, yeah. People the same, like, um, Uniliner is like the parent company, but it's like for like the PNG, um, PNG allegedly. Again, mm. it's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. And a lot of this is like, a, a lot of this is like in the UK. So it's not really for, it's not, it's no longer being family owned or it's no longer being black owned or, you know what I mean? So I, but I think also, and again, that could be another topic that we discuss in the future, but do you, once you make it to a certain level, is there the only way out is to sell out in a sense, mm. in order for you to get mainstream or even for your family's name to be out mm. there? Because I think that's greed. It, it, it definitely could be greed, but even though they're now the owners, this name may be patented, whereas though only this family can make money off this certain name. So even though you're getting money off the product, I'm still getting money off that name. So I don't know. It, it may just be a business move. Maybe I they feel like that's a business move, definitely. But absolutely. unfortunately, we, have, we get to this point where it's like all of the best business moves equal mm-hmm. selling out. Mm-hmm. Like, dang. But then it gets to the point where it's like, yeah, I'm going to have to sell out because if I stick to what I'm doing and I have to raise my prices, my community is not going to support me anymore because it's too expensive. Right. And I was going to say maybe they feel like that's the only way they can compete with all. Because like you said, back in the day, it was only like mm-hmm. one or two products or one or two, um, you know, lines out there. Now Ooh. there's a bunch. So if they if they want to compete and keep up and keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, they got to do what they got to do. They got to do what they got to do. Exactly. And also for some additional tea, just I just been looking up as we're talking. And again, this is all allegedly, but I'm looking <laughs> at a news report. And again, maybe this makes sense about this news article. Like you just said, Amber, when it comes to the Dove commercial, because the Dove, the people, and it simply says in this article, no matter if you're buying Shea Moisture or Dove, it's all bought, um, all owned by the same company. So maybe Unilever, that's right? why. Yeah. So or maybe. Sundial. Um, it's Uni, Uni, Unilever. It's, yeah, Unilever. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the reason why their marketing strategies are trying to change. But again, it goes back to also, you're now selling products that you have no idea who to target because you don't use these products and your boardroom is full of people who don't use these products. So now mm-hmm. you have these marketing campaigns targeting to the wrong audience and it's actually frustrating your, your main buyers. You know what I mean? Like that's, so it's a catch 22 for the company yeah. and for the customer. Yeah. Yep. And then what yep. do we do with that? Because at the end of the day, um, I still need some products for my hair. <laughs> exactly. Unless mm-hmm. you want to start making them in your own kitchen. Which a lot of people have started to do. I was about to, to say the same you know, thing. Because I know that... Who sent me... Jasmine, was it Drew that sent me that um, Instagram of that girl that had... You had to put the products in the refrigerator. It'd be in them little squeeze bottles that look like... Oh, yeah, apple, yeah, yeah. Applesauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the avocado... Um, yes. Hair mask. So, yeah. And her Instagram videos be popping. It make me be like, Shea Moisture, who? What? <laughs> It yeah. looks legit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, honestly, we're, we're going to find a way to supply our need to do our hair. And we would hope that the brands that we started with will remain loyal to us. But in the case where they don't, that is not stopping our flow. At all. Just let it relax. I'm just joking. Just <laughs> like- No pun intended. None, none whatsoever. 
So that is the end of our episode. Find us on Instagram at Tea with Jam Podcast. You can send us an email at Tea with Jam Podcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a message to continue the conversation on the Anchor app. We would love to feature your voice, your comments, and your feedback. And I think that's it. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for tuning in, guys. All right. And remember, always keep family, friends, and love first. Till next time.